This is Greg Olson here to tell you about my new podcast, TE1. On the show, I had a chance to talk to my fellow tight ends who have revolutionized the position from an extra lineman to a dual threat superstar. And just like my guests have changed the game, this year, NFLSundayTicket.tv is revolutionizing your NFL viewing experience. Stream all the live out-of-market NFL games every Sunday on your favorite devices and never miss a moment from your favorite players. Visit NFLSundayTicket.tv and use the promo code GREG88 at checkout and get 15% off your subscription. That's NFLSundayTicket.tv and the promo code GREG88. Subscribe to TE1 and get NFLSundayTicket.tv, an unmatched dual threat. What up, what up, everybody? This is Double G for the Fight Game Podcast. It is dead in the summer in Northern California. It was 97 degrees today, and it it was about, uh, I think it was about 89 to 90 degrees as of a couple hours ago when it was starting to get dark, and I am really hot so i got a fan on in the background in case you hear a little bit i know we like to be as clean with our audio as possible but i didn't want to suffer through uh doing a podcast in a sweat box and john what is going on how's how how did the heat treat you today it's treating my pg e bills what it's doing the ac <laughs> my, you know we got the babies so my wife's like that's ah, the babies i was like ah, i'm just crying over here in the corner um I say, I say, turn the fan off, man. Let's put out some, put out some LBs. Oh you know what God. I mean? Like this is your, this big fight coming up this weekend. You just get prepared. You know, I might pass out. <laughs> I know, Garrett, are you there? <laughs> I have have a a a small alcoholic beverage here. If it was, oh, I might, yeah, it would be bad. I didn't do it because I didn't want to start sweating like instantly if I just drink in the stand. <laughs> well, I had a a coworker. Who'd been, he hasn't even really been with us that long. About a year, he's he left the team today. So we did a little, a little Zoom, uh, day drinking thing, you know, mm-hmm. to say goodbye to him. So I had a drink earlier, like around five, and then uh, and so yeah, you know, I'm, I'm kind of kind of feeling good. But you know, if I don't drink like back to back to back to back, and I pace myself and I have water, like I, it doesn't even feel like I'm drinking at all. So that'll be good. That'll be good for for this show. Yeah, that's that's yeah. Just just pace yourself, man. Just pace yourself because it's a long one. No, I'm just kidding. I don't drink, know. Drink water. Yes, drink water. Oh, I've been drinking all day. Water. Uh, okay, so just to uh, let people in on some of the business stuff, the website business. Uh, just wanted to mention. This is the fourth podcast that we've put up this week. So if you want to hear all about Ron Simmons beating Big Van Vader for the WCW heavyweight title, you can check out the podcast that we did on uh, Sunday night, Monday morning. It was John and I and then myself and Larry Caution, who as a 10-year-old boy was at that show, got to see Ron Simmons win the belt in person. So he he talks about, you know, the, the, the best thing about that show was... I was asking him like, who did you think it was? Like who like like you know, who you didn't know who it was gonna be. He said that most of the crowd thought Flair was coming back. Yeah, that thought was funny. 
I also wonder, I don't think he was there. He must not have been there when Sting won the title in, in July of 7th, uh, 1990. Because yeah, he mentions I didn't, I didn't like about that. Because he mentions like, oh, you know, the, we had had a world title change since like Ivan Koloff or some, or you know, or maybe I forget who he said. But yeah, was that was the Baltimore Bash, right? Yeah, I was thinking, oh man, he's you know, I wonder if he was maybe he, he must not have been at the Sting Flair, you know, ninety, which which was a huge reaction when it happened. Uh, yeah, so that that show was uh, Sunday night, and then I'd been wanting to hook up with Big Dave to talk about this UFC two fifty two. And I'd wanted to do it over the weekend, but he was busy, and so we did it on Monday night instead, right after he got done finishing watching Raw. So that show was up Monday night, Tuesday morning. Every time I do a show with Big Dave, there's a, there's a bit of interest there. So if you want to hear 30 minutes of us talking UFC as well, I mean, he had his Bill Watts stuff as well to, uh, to add to our discussion. Uh, that was... Monday night, Tuesday morning, and then the Rocky podcast, we finally dropped Rocky Balboa. We took a week off because Duan is uh, very much a perfectionist when it comes to his analysis on the boxing game. So he wanted he, he had an edit to make, and I was out of town, so I couldn't really fix it until I got back. So we just took the week off, but Rocky Balboa went up, and we will put up uh, Creed this upcoming week, the first Creed. So... This show, we will do our normal thing. You know, we'll talk about AEW, we'll talk about NXT. We're going to talk a little bit about UFC, just get John's thoughts on the main event. And then over the weekend, Sunday night, I will put up our WCW 1992, WCW Saturday Night review of the show, which uh, featured, I don't know, what, what, what did you think was the best match on that show or maybe the marquee match on that show? Um, well, the best featured match, there's two. There was Dick Slater, Tom Zink, or Z-Man, and Brian Pillman, Tracy Smothers were both, uh, both, you know, pretty good matches. But, I mean, the best match I thought that night was Brian Pillman, Tracy Smothers by far. Yeah, that was pretty good. There just wasn't really that, like, marquee, you know, kind of deal. Like, obviously, the, the, the whole thing was Ron Simmons was going to wrestle as well as Big Van Vader. So those were kind of like in the main event segments. But yeah, you know, usually they'd been putting a pretty good main event uh, as, as the as the uh, end of the show. But they didn't really have that. It, it was a, really a different show this time. So we'll talk about that on a Sunday night show. And probably uh, I'm going to be out for Saturday. I'm not I'm not going to be able to watch the UFC. Um Big Dave has a, I think it's a timeshare uh, of some sorts, but he ha- he has his own. Um, they rent out like a like a beach house kind of deal, so we're gonna be staying there for Saturday night, and I'm gonna I'm not gonna be able to watch that show. So that'll Hope be the fun. cleaners came. That's like, <laughs> you tell them to clean that sucker. Before well, I win? think I think it's a timeshare, so it's sort of like a like a hotel, right? All right. Like, I think you. Yeah, thank I think God, it's like thank that. God. So. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so we, we we got that all figured out. You know, he that was his his wedding gift to us was was a, oh, that's a awesome. Night. So well, we'll have a good time. Um, but yeah, so uh, Paul Fontaine is going to be doing the play by play of UFC 252 on the website, and maybe I'll try and get Paul on just to talk about the show on a Sunday's. Uh, Sunday's podcast as well. Um, so oh, the other thing I wanted to mention is we did our first Fight TV giveaway today for the STF 23, STF MMA 23 show. 
And uh, Justin Nipper, he did the play-by-play, or actually he did more of a recap for the website. So check that out if you're interested in uh, in that show. A um, couple of guys who you know been on the Contender Series, UFC Contender Series, kind of fringe guys as far as uh, you know making it to the big the big club of UFC. And uh, it sounded like a fun show. Justin, it was, it was pretty short, too. It was like two and a half hours or so. Justin and our buddy Jason Hagholm were kind of tweeting about it. So um, that was cool. We gave, uh, we gave away the Fight TV code to Twitter user WifeyPoo82. Her husband, I think, tagged her in the tweet so that she would join the giveaway. And, you know, I think you had to give away. I'm sorry. You had to. You had to follow us, our Twitter. You had to follow Fight TV, and then you had to retweet our tweet. And yeah, I mean, for we, it was literally like less than twenty four hours uh, that I had to put it up. So we got we had some pretty good traction. It was, it was pretty cool. Uh, hopefully, we'll be able to work with Fight TV again with stuff like that because it's just kind of kind of good little little partnership there. Uh, they they they're pretty good with that with with uh, the MMA and boxing twi- uh, Twitter accounts. So. Um, so yeah, so that's uh, that. That's that as far as the the website. But let's talk about uh, Cormier and Miocic. Uh, I got Big Dave's thoughts on Monday night's show. As I mentioned, um, he feels like this is the fight that will not only determine the winner of the trilogy and maybe the UFC's best heavyweight of all time, but he thinks that there's. You know, possibility of you know best heavyweight MMA fighter of all time. You know, not even UFC. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that was kind of interesting to hear his thoughts about that. But uh, you know, what are your thoughts about Cormier and Miocic? You're you're the leader in the clubhouse when it comes to our pickums. <laughs> Maybe not this weekend. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, what what do you think? What do you think about this one? This one's so tough because both guys are so great, and it's kind of hard for me to pick against DC. But I think Stipe. If he has his head on right, if he's like, I mean, I feel like he's going to come out like focus, like razor sharp focus. Um, I think he might edge us out. I just, I think I could see it happening. Um, but, you know, Cormier's fighting for his legacy too. So he has a lot to fight for, obviously. Um, so this, this is like, I'm going to have to do some damn research on this one. I've been, <laughs> I've been picking blind and winning. Lately, oh, actually, this whole year, honestly. <laughs> so I might have to pick, actually, do some research. So I'll probably end up losing whoever I pick. So I might want to go with whoever. I, but uh, you know, he, God, I think I think Stipe does. You know, he wants to. He won the. You know, he won the last one. I, I think he might just come out focused a little more. Like he wants to make a stamp on his career, and he knows that you know when his big when his trilogy would will cement it. So. So it's interesting because I think, like you said, DC is the fan favorite. A lot of people want to see DC. They want to see him you know, end his career if this is his last fight, like he says. You want to see him end out on top. His career hasn't actually gone that way, though. I think there are some big fights on his record where he was the clear, like, people's champion. And, and you know, those John Jones fights, I, I guess, would be the ones and he didn't win them, and I think people were trying to will him to to victory. I think this is a little similar. He he clearly won that first fight. Yeah. Uh, the second fight he was winning, and he just didn't have the stamina. He didn't have the defense. 
This time, I, I sort of lean with you in that if you get a good Stipe, I think he's going to win. He didn't look good in, in either fight, really, mm-hmm. until the end of that second fight. But I've picked, I've picked this thing wrong all, all, you know, both times. I, the first fight I had Stipe, the second fight I had DC. I'm probably picking DC. We did a poll on, in our Facebook group. And it was uh, 16 to 12 had Cormier winning. So it's pretty close, you know, but I think because of that fan favorite thing, DC was going to edge this, especially with the the more casual fans in that poll. But I'm kind of bummed that I'm not going to watch it, but hopefully I'll be able to, uh, to at least watch that fight some way, somehow when I get back home. But yeah, you know, I'm really looking forward to it. I think it's, I, I, I was hoping that the UFC would really tell this story correctly because I think it's a great it's a great story for Cormier and Stipe is almost anti-charismatic at sometimes because he just he just does not play that game but he's very stoic and he's got a you know a great story himself being a firefighter and all that so no matter who wins i think this should be a great story i i just hope the ufc you know these last couple days until the fight kind of pumps this thing up a little bit to get the people talking a little bit more yeah i hope it oh it ends up being a great fight i like to see this trilogy just end on a classic and i like both guys a lot dc obviously is just a little bit more but i just you know they're all both they're both stand-up guys so you know i just want them to have it'd be good for the sport too you know there's there's been a lot of great fights but you know nice you know a great trilogy shoot you know i I would love to see that i mean i'm not gonna watch it live unfortunately this weekend i got so much going on but um i'm gonna be you know i'll do my my usual following (laughs) the fight game twitter account Mm-hmm. On the, and checking the updates because because of damn COVID we haven't gone to big days and watched these damn things in a long time. So. I know it's been a while. I was just thinking about that. Uh, my buddy Big D posted a, a thing about I think he was at like a sushi buffet or something, and mm-hmm. you know he lives in Tampa, Florida, so it's a little bit different from things going here. But um, you know, he, I, I at least I think he's being safe. Um, but he said that. Uh, yeah, he posted about the the sushi, and I was like, "Oh man, I you know we haven't done sushi in so long. That was kind of our deal, yeah. You know, once a month or once every two months or whatever was to go with Big Dave and some of the other guys and go grab sushi, and then we just end up talking wrestling for like three hours. <laughs> Get texts when are you getting home. <laughs> <laughs> well, we we're, the place closed at ten. Why is midnight? <laughs> now we're in the parking lot talking about. Some damn story of wrestling, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah. exactly. All right, so we're going to get to our AEW and NXT reviews. But first, a new sponsor here. John, do you know the NFL is like less than a month away yes. from kicking off? Yes. Crazy. Actually, I think it, it might just be a month today because I think the season will kick off on Thursday night. It's the uh, Chiefs and Texans. I just don't believe it's real. That's the weird part of it. And a lot of people don't think it's real. Like the yeah. NFL, the um, the hard knocks, the I think the ratings were like really low for the hard knocks. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah, of course, like, you know, they're not even really marketing the sport yet because I think they're still kind of waiting for things to drop. But, you know, I think I think they're going to at least get it started. We'll see how long the season goes. But, um, you know, as long as the season goes, you know, Sunday Ticket, um, you know, with, with NFL Sunday Ticket TV, you can stream every live out of market NFL game 
every Sunday afternoon on your favorite devices, plus Red Zone and DirecTV Fantasy Zone channels. You'll never miss your favorite teams and favorite players. Red Zone is is like the killer uh, channel there. You could literally just watch Red Zone for from 10 a.m. at least on the, on the West Coast, you know, until the the Sunday night game, and just sit there and not change a channel. It's pretty amazing. No matter where you live, NFL Sunday Ticket.tv is your key to the most glorious Sundays ever. Use the promo code BLUEWIRE at checkout to get 15% off your subscription. Visit NFL Sunday Ticket.tv and use promo code BLUEWIRE. Uh, okay, so let's talk about these shows here. I think last week we started NXT, so let's start AEW. I will say. Both shows, I thought, were less than stellar. That was I wouldn't say these were A shows. I, I would put them both around Bs to me. Uh, there's something weird about these, uh, these AEW live shows when it comes to the crowd. Like, the, when they have the opportunity to post-produce and edit the crowd, that gets so much louder than the live version. It's, it's, it sounds almost... I guess it does sound fake to an extent, but it does help that, you know, that that taped show with the crowd, because I, I felt like, you know, the AEW show, which the, the thing that I like about it mostly is that it feels live and it feels happening. But the but the actual live one is is the one that doesn't seem as good as the, as the post-produced version. So I felt the same way about about this live show it was like, oh, it was fun. It, it, there was some good stuff. There was some stuff that I didn't really like, but. I didn't feel like I wasted my two hours. And when I watch NXT, like I do, uh, I almost never feel like I wasted, you know, my hour. It's just it's just smooth, smooth show. But, you know, both both shows I thought were totally fine. Uh, I don't know how you felt uh, about them, but, uh, you know, I wouldn't say we had, you know, two knockout television shows last night. Yeah, NXT, I kind of I kind of expected what we got AEW, I was a little disappointed with. I I felt it was going. If I felt it should have been a, you should have felt like it was a bigger show. Um, I think a lot of like last week too. You know, they piped in that crowd noise like too loud, and it was really distracting, and it took away from the the commentators. And because I know they said some really good stuff that I probably missed because you know Grumpy Jr. just cracks me up. <laughs> but like so here, like. Yeah, they they showed fans. You know, they let oh yeah, let like a, what 150 fans there or something like that. But they, you know, they're a good distance away and all that. Um, but I expected to be a louder bunch or a little more organic. They were you know. so far away though. They were yeah yeah. This and plus with with an open arena too, it's going to go up. It's not going to go you know straight out. So um, yeah, because I think it hurt some matches. You know, it you know probably hurt the main event a little bit too. Uh, but we'll talk about that. There's other stuff that hurt that main event. Yeah, yeah, we can see <laughs> a lot of it. All right, so let's start with the likes uh, of AW. So I'll, I'll just start first because I know this is probably not going to be in your likes list, and if it is, I'll be surprised. But I like the opener. Like I think yeah, it's on mine. Most, most of the time when AW starts, you know, they, they never start with a promo, right? It's always a match, mm-hmm. and that is because. You know they they like starting with a with a hot match. Is it going to be the most technically sound or psychological heavy match? No, because they're trying to start hot, and so you're going to get a lot of 
just fast paced stuff and you know not gonna be a whole lot of selling and waiting around there's just gonna move 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 and so i like that for this it wasn't my favorite uh young bucks match i do think there i i think when they have that like 20 to 25 minutes to put something together for a pay-per-view well they do go through probably too much stuff in those matches too it's almost like when they have these like you know 10 minute or 12 minute matches they still try and put a lot of stuff in it just feels more congested in, in the tv version of the match but i thought this was fun you know the the dark order i i've been mentioning how i've liked the group a, a lot more now that i sort of take it for what it is um and uh, I, you know i i think th- i think those i think the two guys uh uh, Eva Luno and, and, and Stu Grayson, I think they've been working with these guys long enough to where uh, that they are they are much better now than I think when uh, when they may have had this match you know six months ago or whatever. So I enjoyed it. I thought it was a fun match, not a great match, but I thought it was a fun opener. Yeah, I, I actually have it on my likes. It's actually my third like. Um, it was uh, you know was, I like this match this Young Bucks match because they actually slow down a lot of the times, you know, throughout there's a little more of a story story there. I wasn't, I didn't like the opening. I think, I don't think they, they wasted it in my opinion where, you know, they came out for the, they jumped them. Yeah. Young Bucks came out for the entrance, Dark Order, uh, the Dark Order B team came out and uh, attacked the Young Bucks and, you know, they threw Nick Jackson in and then Matt Jackson, they left laying by the uh, babyface entrance on the ramp. And I thought, you know, I thought we'll be, this is great. You know, it's, it's going to be a handicap, you know, two on one and they're going to work over Nick. And then, but like, it was just a spot for Matt to do a flip off the, the mm-hmm. ramp. And mm-hmm. I think they could have got a lot more emotion and better storytelling and, and uh, the match, if he, you know, they had officials out there checking on Matt and he can't go, you know, but he wants to continue and to help his brother. So he's like, I'm fine. And, you know, he, he works with the pain. He gets to the corner and then you start building to that hot tag and then he makes the comeback and et cetera. But I just thought I just didn't, that was disappointing me. But overall, I mean, I thought, you know, of course, Nick had his moments where he did a lot of stuff. And but overall, I thought it was a, it was a, you know, one of their better matches that I've seen them have. Um, yeah, so it was on my it was on my likes. I did the, the worst worker in the business. The worst worker of the match was referee. What's his name? Rick Knox. Oh my god! Like his work during the opening, <laughs> he was like yelling at Matt to get back in the ring. Like, dude, he's hurt. Like he got attacked. <laughs> like he's like, come on, get in here. Like, no, he's he just looks so clueless. You know, he he could he just looks. He just he just just hug a corner at this point and just like wait that's what he basically what he does you know but so so that was pretty bad but overall you know I I, I when it was over I was like you know what I didn't really I didn't really like hate that match you know I actually enjoyed some of it um, what do you think about Stu Grayson I think a lot of people overrate him i think i think what i well, see from i mean Stu your lead Grayson, announcer is the one who's kind of leading the the charge I know I know he's pumping him up but I think he's a great athlete. I really do. I think he can do some cool stuff. I think he's one of those guys, though. If you give him that moment on his own, I don't. I don't think he's gonna hit a hit him home run because one, we haven't seen him do a promo yet. I assume he's not that good because he doesn't do them right. I, mean, I assume that's why Evil Uno does the talking and not him. Um, I think he's 
if he broke out on his own, he'd be a good technical mid card kind of guy. Mm-hmm. But uh, I know that people were really like, "Oh, this guy's great," and yeah, he does some cool stuff. But I think in reality, I think he's 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 right in the mid card. Yeah, I think uh, I don't know if it was last week or the week before, but I had mentioned how I don't think that it's necessarily fake that Jr. is getting behind him, but it just doesn't seem genuine 100 percent. it seems like there's a little bit of a tongue-in-cheek when he when he does it but I'm, i might be wrong about that i just i don't take it 100 percent seriously like i do when he gets behind jungle boy like that feels really genuine to me so yeah yeah that feels genuine like you can i just know like when he's like putting over sunny kiss he's not really being genuine <laughs> let's be honest so um yeah, yeah, yeah. I just, I just been no. I mean, I noticed. I've seen some stuff on online and people talking about Stu Grayson, and and I'm just like, I like him. I just, I just don't see him anywhere higher than the mid card guy. All right. So uh, since we both had that in our list, I will go to the next one, which is, I thought the entire tag team appreciation night was cool. There wasn't no a really like end all be all to it is they didn't even have a main event that that was Mm -hmm. a tag team match but i mean it was a way to extend uh the or create the feud with the young bucks and ftr but i liked seeing the little segments of people talking about who their favorite tag team was and um private party talking about matt and jeff they couldn't you know they couldn't actually say i don't think they were able to say hardy boys or anything but i just liked hearing folks talk about the road warriors and talk about their favorite tag teams and omega and page you know obviously not on the same page like usual i I just thought that was kind of a cool thing because it's just different they don't do they don't do little little things like that uh so and i I don't imagine that they're going to do them very often but Mm -hmm. i like that part and then you know, we got to see Tully and Arn together. When's the last time we've seen, you know, we saw them. I mean, we've seen them as adversaries, but we haven't seen them in the ring together in, in quite a while. So that was cool. You know, Ricky and Robert are always going to be there. You know, if you need them, <laughs> they'll, 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 be, they'll ready. be there. They'll be, <laughs> they'll be ready. They'll be there. Uh, but I thought Ricky was great. You know, Robert was there like usual. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, but that was fun. Like, I didn't expect the turn to happen there, but. You know, they do have a pay-per-view coming up in a few weeks, so it had to happen soon if they were going to go to that match. Or, you know, maybe it's a three-way with the tag team champions because uh, Tully did mention that, you know, who cares about you guys? It's it's who has the gold. Like, they're the best team or whatever. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I I think it was, it was a pretty fun idea. I liked seeing the old tag teams. I liked seeing FTR and the Young Bucks. It was kind of like, I don't think a lot of, you know... I would actually like to hear from folks if they thought this, but when you signify two of the greatest tag teams from the 80s, theoretically, when you have the Bucks and FTR there, what the visual is saying is that these are the versions of those teams, meaning they are the top tag teams today. So I thought that was a, was really good. The way that they did that, the visual of that, the unexplained definition of what they were doing was really cool so uh, th- i thought that whole thing was pretty fun i i i, I would i would hesitate to say that it was an a plus though i thought it was like well kind of like a like an a minus b plus i had this i actually had this on my dislike not the overall theme of the show just the segment the uh the segment in ring with the rock and roll rock and roll arnatoli ftr and the young bucks 
it just it felt so disorganized. It felt like it felt like there was no major plan in a way. I don't know the way they had it set up. There was no pomps and circumstance. There was no like big entrance for these tag teams or all. I think they're all just in the ring, right? That's how they started. And well, it no. was because that's what they teased from the week prior that they were going to do a segment with both teams and they were going to be out there. So that's why I was kind of surprised to see the um the heel turn there because it was sort of this like oh you know we're just going to celebrate these old school tag teams and and that's what it was promised well i, I mean i thought they should have had some you know they could have shaved some time off a lot of these matches that went way too long and they could have had arn and totally come out they separately would have been cool that would make sense for what they're you know the, what's going on but then you have you know clips of i don't know if they can get clips but some kind of clips of anything that's or just pictures that they got from you know rights from pro wrestling illustrated to use or something you know just of showing them like their little history and doing like a little you know narration on their history same thing in rock and roll express they come out and they can do you know you can show some highlights the stuff that's you know not copyrighted by you know doesn't not owned by the the wwe they can use stuff to kind of like yo man and just kind of educate the audience that maybe had never seen the rock and roll or aren't totally and you know and i don't know if and plus you know matt and nick you know talking up the rock and roll express like i don't even think they watched them you know i don't know if they really did study them i, I don't well that, that would that's the same for both teams because i looked at the ages mm-hmm. and um i think dawson is the oldest out of all four of them he's like a year older than matt and which makes him like born in like 1984 or something like that. Yeah. So they wouldn't, they would, the, neither guys would have seen either team live. They would have had to study the tapes. More than likely, they are, they watched their, they're, probably their favorite tag teams were somewhere in, in like, you know, late, you know, mid to late 90s yeah. WCW or WWE. Yeah, the Young Bucks, I'm sure that would, it'd be the Hardy Boys. Yeah, right? that's what I would think. Um, I don't. I mean, young bucks don't look like students of the game as much as FTR does. So I, I can. I know. I know Dawson and and uh, and uh, Cash. Uh, they you know they study. Obviously, I could just you could just tell they're you know and and then the genuine it's genuine to them. Like they really they're really into this. This stuff is like a, almost like a shoot to them. You know, when it comes to putting together tag team matches and quality of the tag team matches. So um, you know that that part was a little kind of like okay, but. Um, I liked the part where Tolly just went, you know, nuts on everyone. I didn't like Arn just leaving. I thought that was it. Just seemed weird. He just left. You know, everyone. he can't. He didn't want to get hurt. Yeah, he can't do anything the physical. Smartest guy. Out of it all was of just. Them. And I don't know if I'm a big fan of this turn. Like now they just turn on the Rock and Roll Express. The FTR did, and then the Young Bucks also didn't look that furious. They were upset, but they weren't like you know, like, wanting to kill FTR, right? Like, they was just like, what are you doing, man? And everyone's like, hey, what's going on? And and Adam Page comes out, and he's, like, you know, questioning it. And they're like, oh, no, it's cool. It's, I think the execution was missed big time for me as I, as I watched that segment. Yeah, I didn't I didn't think it was a home run, but I thought it was, I thought it was good. I like the visual. I like the putting both of those teams on the pedestals of what those other teams were to fans back then. Obviously, you know, it would have been great if you could have brought Jim Cornette in and, you know, done that whole thing. Like, should have happened if people didn't 
get so heated. It was um, funny. I mean, I was hoping. I thought Ricky Morton was wearing a Midnight Express shirt, or, <laughs> but I did like uh, Robert Gibson wearing the Ricky uh, the Gibson brother shirt in honor of his brother Ricky. Ricky was passed away a long time ago. Who's a great, tremendous worker, technical worker, um, and they're a pretty good team. So that was that was really cool to see that Robert Gibson doing that for his brother. All right, what was your other like since this was on your dislikes? Um, I liked uh, I liked Cody and Scorpio Sky. I thought that was uh, a good match overall. I mean, I enjoyed it as a match, um, and I kept I kept thinking to myself this whole time. I was like, okay, this could have been the match where Cody is kicking out, you know, kicking out of stuff. It's a mm-hmm. bunch of near falls, but we've already seen that. Like last week, he was, you know, you know selling a million things for the dark order B team and, and, you know, Mark Quinn from private party and, you know, Sonny kiss, etc. So like, that's what I'm saying. Like before I could complain about him giving everything to everyone he faces, like he would just beat some people convincingly a match against Scorpio sky where it's very competitive and, and Scorpio sky being, you know, inches away from winning the championship would have meant more and made Scorpio sky. Um, I think in the end of the, this is like the second time or third time we've seen Scorpio Sky get these singles opportunities. Like, you know, he can be a breakout star. But since they never really capitalized on his match with Jericho, I think he'll just end up back in SCU doing tag matches after this, unfortunately. Um, but overall, as a match, I liked. I, I, the only thing I didn't like is, I once again, you know, you have a guy kicking out of the crossroads, right? Just to get that cheap, you know, that cheap, pop of the you know near fall kick out um i just i just think he should just be able to beat guys once i like it's okay that he reverse it and do something else but like hitting it and kicking out it's like man we already saw sunny kiss do that i mean sunny kiss can do it what's so big deal if scorpio sky can do it mm-hmm. uh yeah I, I thought i thought that that was okay i thought the whole thing was fun i i guess i think you know we're, we're supposed to believe at least that cody's turning heel at some point right because who gives yeah themselves uh crazy nicknames like uh what did he call himself the prince, prince of, of wrestling right the prince yeah whatever it was uh so I, I get a kick out of that part of it because you can tell that he is so intrigued with uh with going heel though you know i think it's jericho who said you know, it's so much easier to 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 go heel than babyface because mm-hmm. you know keeping Keeping yourself over as a baby face can be so hard, but I—I I mean, I dig it. I—I I, I don't mind if if Cody goes heel or if they switch up and the elite is half baby face and half heel. I got that stuff is that stuff is totally fine. It's, it's needed. It's gonna be. It's gonna happen anyways. Just just based on how storylines generally work. Yeah. No. No. I think he he should go heel. I mean, God, he came out with a whole entourage of people, <laughs> yeah. and you know, it was just funny because. Scorpius guy didn't come out with you know Daniels or Kazarian even though we saw Kazarian there I'm sure Daniel was there in, in the back probably doing some agent work and stuff um, but yeah yeah you know, I would like to see Cody's a heel too I think it's he just has that heel vibe plus he's a little sensitive about a lot of stuff so he'd be perfect as like a heel you know <laughs> sensitive he should be the sensitive son of the plumber that should be his new <laughs> his new nickname yeah but um. But yeah, I mean, I'm not really excited about Brody Lee versus Cody coming up. That was a, that was that was like a oh, great here comes Brody. But uh, what if he wins? That'd be bad. I don't think yeah, he, he probably will win because he needs to win something. He needs a big win because, but God, I hope not. You know, I kind I kind of I like Cody where he's at. I, I wish he'd put over someone 
else, you know, but the pro- the problem though with putting over a young upstart is that that's supposed to be the worker's belt like on that on that show. So it have to be. It doesn't have to be the worker's belt. I mean, that's belt. how they've positioned it though, right? Like the the person if if some if someone who you don't expect wins it, they're in the shadow of Cody doing all these all come, you know, everyone unless they're a heel and then, you know, they can actually mm-hmm. do the opposite of that, which which is what a heel would do, but yeah. And plus Dark Order does need something. I know Brody Lee does need something, but I, I don't know. I think that belt's going to definitely take a downward turn. Personally, I don't I I hope that Cody doesn't lose it as well. I think there's uh I think there's still some story left there as far as what you can do to pop, you know. I, I the way that I would do it is and and who knows if this happens, but you know, if there's an opportunity and i think with uh with Zack Ryder he's not the guy because they're they're buddies mm-hmm. but who whoever's going to be like sort of the next Zack Ryder and you don't you know you, you the surprise guy who comes out i think i think if they have another one of those that would be a great opportunity to get someone over cuz i think you know part of my frustration is some of these guys who have come in they have had a great opportunity to just be made in one night and they kind of stall out you know lance archer brody Brody. you know guys like that who have come in and then you're like oh i can't wait to see what this guy is without the shackles of wwf or whatever and then they just like they're just there so i think if they do have that opportunity that's what i would do yeah, I mean, if you were going to have a heel beat him, I think it would have been Archer, but they already went through that. And they already did the match with Jungle Boy, too. Like, if, you, if he's, you know, if Cody turns heel as he's still champion, um, and you really built Jungle Boy to a point where he's ready for this championship win and this match, like, it would have been something, but they kind of just, just, they just did it. And it was a good match, but, like, it didn't really make anyone, you know, as much. So... Yeah, we'll see what they we'll see what they do. I, I hope not. I hope it's not Brody Lee though, for sure. It's be, but with the open challenge, if they actually sign someone, they could use it to really make someone. You know, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. that could be you know a, a, a card they could have in their pocket. You know, as Cody's still champion past uh, August twenty second. Okay, my last like. Um, this is not for the entire match because. I will save my dislike about this match for our next segment. <laughs> but uh, I liked when Omega and Jungle Boy were squaring off and JR was like almost positioning it as, you know, something down the line. And he's done that with Jungle Boy in the past. Yeah. Yeah. But I think I think Omega I think he was he was pretty psyched to to be there. Like I think everyone sort of sees it. I think they're really scared to pull the trigger on on Jungle Boy right now because they they know that his future is really um, when the fans are there and he can fully get that that pop for for that big win. Unfortunately, you know they're gonna be waiting for a little while, so yeah. we're sort of stuck with this tag team. But I really liked when they were working together. I really liked the way that Jr. was sort sort of setting up something down the line, and who knows, we could get. A, a singles match between the two of them at some point, yeah. you know, in 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 current television. But that I really liked that about this match. And there's other there's things that I didn't like that I'll save for our dislikes. Yeah. Um, 
when it comes to jungle jack perry um it's it's not now it's later with him Mm -hmm. you don't want to rush it i wouldn't like i've said before in 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 previous shows the problem is they stuck him in these singles matches like they should build him through the tag team first and get momentum behind the team and have them succeed as a team and but of course make you know Jungle Boy, the 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 future the feature star of that team, have them lose, have him feud with Luchasaurus, etc. Like he needs to go through some, you know, some growth on that show, and then as people now as a single, now he's out of the team and away from Marco Stunt. Like get away. It just he just comes off too mid card with stuff. We see it, but like when he's with Stunt and even Luchasaurus, it's like it's too mid card. But but like once he gets out of that. You know, once you you know, give him a little run as champion as a tag team, now there's a feud and he wins it with Luchasaurus. Now he could be ready for that for that big match with Cody for the title or Omega in a big match, etc. That's what they should do with him. You know, like I said, I think they wasted some 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 good matches by just throwing him out there. You know, for the most part, cold like stuff with his match with Cody. Um, here was a good teaser. It's great. Yeah. He's with Omega. He's hanging, he's hanging with, um, you know, he took a lot of chances. Maybe one chance got a little really too scary. My God. What about when he's getting dragon suplexed on the outside? Holy yeah, crap. That's so stupid. I mean, I mean, overall though, Omega's dragon suplexes are, are actually really safe. Like if you really watch him closely, like he hits first the shoulders and it's a rollback. Um, still, I mean, still could go awry, but like, it's not like, all Japan and you know, <laughs> 1990, where they would really dump the guys in their head. Like yeah. it's, he's pretty safe with those Snapdragons. Um, but yeah, yeah, I I think he's the fu- he's in the future more. And I would not rush it with him. I mean, I, it's just like when I booked him in the APW, I didn't rush it with him. You know, it's like he lost a lot leading into, you know. But I the, not the, the idea is not for him to get a big win early on. The idea is to get the crowd like. We want to see it. We want yeah. to. We we know you're trying hard, kid. We know we're behind you. And when that happens, that big win does happen. They should explode, and hopefully, there'll be fans in the audience in attendance when he does get that big moment. All right, Joe. Anything else? Yeah, you know, um, it was a great surprise to see Heather Monroe on, uh, Monroe on the show. Um, Where I, is I, she from? She's from down south, um, L.A. Uh, Santino Brothers School, which you know trained a lot of great wrestlers. Uh, you know Tyler Bateman, Brody Lee, Ray's. I mean, there's a lot. They have a really good school, really good trainers out there. Um, unfortunately, due to COVID, they it closed down. They had to close the school down. So hopefully, they will get that back and running because they produce some really good quality talent and. I booked her for AP at APW. I think she wrestled. Yeah, she wrestled Rays actually, and then um, they had a good match. And um, she has a she's she's physical. She's aggressive. She has a great look. Um, she has a great attitude as a heel. She's actually on my on my list of like God. They should be signing. They should be signing this girl mm-hmm. instead of who they've been putting on their television show lately. Um, and like also thank thank you to my um, some really good friends that reached out checked out my help my well being because I'm when watch they're like why are you watching this shitty wrestling Laraka you're gonna t- get a stroke but so thank you those who reached Wait, out are you are you, t- are you talking about the, uh, the 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 women's tag turnaround on YouTube 
Yeah, that was. I mean, I it's it's so bad. It's enjoyable to me. Like I, it's just like it's just a laugh fest because it's so it's so it's so bad, dude. You gotta watch it. Um, but then like you know, like I'm watching Impact and tweeting about it, right? Like, you know, like, <laughs> and so people are like, "What the hell are you doing?" You know, it's just like I don't know. It's on. I watched it, and I'm you know. But anyways, yeah. So, but yeah, it was really good. This I really hope they sign her. They should. I mean, if they. She would add. She's still so young, but she's she's pretty good. So that I would I would like to see them sign her um, if they open the pocketbook. But you know, we'll see what. I don't think they're really signing people too much right now. Well, they they did. I think at least as far as I know, I think they did sort of silently release some people today, or mm. maybe maybe not even today. Maybe just folks uh, folks realized it. Um, According to uh, F4W, so Josh Nason's write-up, uh, which he said was confirmed by Big Dave, he said that AEW has released Jimmy Havoc, B. Priestley, and Sadie Gibbs. Um, so it, I, I know uh, our buddy uh, Jason on our Fight Game uh, podcast Facebook group, he mentioned other people who he saw not on their roster anymore. I don't know where he, if he just figured it out or he saw it somewhere, but as far as confirmed, uh, Sadie Gibbs, B. Priestley, and Jimmy Havoc. We know Jimmy Havoc. You know he's had his issues. Uh, B. Priestley, obviously, will you know Will Osprey's significant other. Um, Sadie Gibbs, who's sort of close to that group as well, I think. Uh, but yeah, the, so you know, yeah, they're probably you know they they did make. You know they they've been hiring people. They they haven't really fired anybody, unlike WWE. And you know, not they, during the pandemic. How can we do this right this moment? God, well, evil evil Tony Khan. But yeah, anyways, well, why did they get rid of City Gibbs? I would have kept her. Well, I wonder. One, I wonder if she could even get in the country. I know, but I would still keep her and under contract. And hopefully, they when things kind of open up, I think she's a good prospect. Well, I, I mean, I I imagine. If you go back to having gates, then you know that the talks can open up again. But if you can't actually use somebody uh, and you're you're paying them, uh, that's a little bit more of a drain on mm-hmm. Tony Khan's wrestling wonder, budget than Vince's wrestling budget. I wonder if WWE is really gonna they might they might pick her up just because. I well, think. how can Vince pick him up though? He said he told Rey Mysterio that he can't give him a raise because they're not yeah, signing but anybody. Sadie's Gibbs contract or Rey Mysterio <laughs> contract was going to be. <laughs> Little bit different, uh, but I would t- I would definitely sign her up if I was NXT UK. I mean, that's for that brand. Eventually, when they start, you know, hopefully they do because I missed that brand. Um, start running, but she's a good she's a good young prospect, good young athlete. I, mm-hmm. I'm shocked by that. It seems like the international people. It seems obviously. I mean, there was anything about uh, my my team Stronghearts. I thought was gonna. I was so looking forward. To I know them in what AW happened to them and didn't do anything. Um, I'm sure Riho is not going anywhere, right? They're not going to get rid of her. Um, so she's probably signed. Um, what's her name? Uh, Freddie Mercury. Uh, <laughs> Corner had the best nickname for her. But uh, it was uh, the, Fred- the Freddie Mercury character. God, what's her yeah, name? I forget her name. Sakurai, maybe. I don't know. Um, is she going to... I mean, I'm, I'm, I wonder if those names are going to come out. I don't think Riho, though. I, obviously, she's, well, too she's too popular for that fan base to get rid of her. Tony Khan said it was a few weeks ago he said look we haven't we haven't let anybody go we've been paying these folks who haven't really been able to do their jobs because we haven't been running uh you know the same way Mm -hmm. 
and they've been paying them. So, he, but he said, you know, we can't do this forever. Like it's just not, it's, you know, it's just not, it can't happen forever. So he did, he did kind of hint to folks that some of this stuff was coming. I think if Jimmy Havoc doesn't have that thing happen where, you know, he gets, uh, he gets uh, called out during speaking out for having some issues. And then he went to, I think he did, uh, went into rehab and then mm-hmm. somebody said that they thought maybe he even is going to call it quits or something. But so, I mean, that, that's sort of easy for them because he, he, scary, he, though, he did that, you know, so when I saw, I mean, that's a little scary. When he, I, we do know that, you know, when all the stuff speaking out happened with him, a lot of people were really worried about him. So, mm-hmm. um, so I hope, I hope he gets the help he needs and stuff. But yeah, I'm, I'm not sure. that big, absolutely Jimmy Havoc fan of his wrestling. But I don't. Yeah, we separate the the yeah. person from yeah the character. Brief Priestley, I'm like I'm I'm okay with that release because like I you know she hurt Britt Baker. You know she's pretty dangerous in my opinion of her, of her work from what I've seen at least in AEW. So I can see them being okay with her going. But the city gives. I just you know you know me you know you know me and prospects. You know. I like the. I'm like Farhan. Well, you know, you know what B said. <laughs> you, know, you know what B says to me. Oh, you're like Zadie. You're like Zadie. Yeah, yeah. I'm like Farhan. The Sanders <laughs> Giants. But I'd play Joey Bart. Screw it. But you know, it's just uh, I like to like I like to keep these these prospects with some. Well, you know what the B Priestley thing says to me is that they're pretty sure that that Will is not coming this way anytime soon. Because if they thought that there was an inkling. That they could get him, I imagine that they would have kept her on the roster. Yeah, yeah, and I guess you can go do stardom and be fine, right? I guess. All right, so we'll get to the dislikes in a second, unless you had anything else. No, that was it. You know, that's uh, that's the only three I had. All right, let's talk about Deal Dash. Have you ever heard of Deal Dash? It's the best, most honest bidding site where you can win things you'd never expect at a price you'd never believe. They have over 1,000 auctions every day on electronics, appliances, beauty products, home decor, and even cars. I wonder if they have auctions for some more fans, man. It's so still so hot in here. Um, here's how it works. It's like an auction, but every item starts at $0. It only goes up one cent every time you bid. The kicker is the auction clock restarts after just 10 seconds that means every time you bid everyone else has just 10 seconds to answer or the item is yours if you go ahead and buy now deal dash is offering our listeners an extra 100 free bids upon sign up on top of their other discounts so go to deal dash.com use the offer code fight game or deal dash.fm fight front slash fight game that's d-e-a l D-A-S-H dot F-M front slash F-I-G-H-T-G-A-M-E. So moving along with the dislikes, I was sort of interested, you know, when we watch these shows, there's a lot of things where I'm like, I wonder what John thinks about this. Um, The build to Mox and MJF has been a little bit different from what I would have expected. And I don't know if it's felt truly like main event special yet. And I didn't really think it was that good on Wednesday. And I was trying to think, you know, is the idea that MJ screws him and and wins the title for like a short run? And I don't know, maybe Mox is going to the G1 or something. 
And then Mox comes back and gets it back. Because otherwise, I don't understand the build if A, Mox is going to win, or B, they're moving on with a new guy. Like, I'm still kind of waiting to see where the build goes. Like, I didn't like the way that MJF was selling the neck injury. Um, I don't know. It just felt a little hokey to me. And, I, and that's not necessarily what I wanted to see for this build. I I didn't like it. It's all my dislikes as well. I, I didn't like I didn't like the whole presidential thing. I hate, I don't, I'm, as cool, it was cute for the first time, right? But I think I just, I always want to, I just want him to drop it. I just, I didn't, I just don't like it anymore. And I think he's going to win the title. I think NJF is going to win it. Um, I think Mox can lose it and be fine and he'll get it again sometimes on the line and, you know, but, um, I just, and I also didn't like him taking the, the, the finisher right now. Um, so early on in the build, I would have liked if he had one geek still with him when he's telling people to go, you know, he sends Wardlow out because he don't want Wardlow to get, you know, beat up by Moxley at this point, you know, so he sends Wardlow out to go and try to cut him off and everything. And he sends a couple other geeks to go out there as well, but at least one geek behind. So like when Mox does come, he goes, Oh damn. Oh shoot. He's behind me. Pushes the geek in the way of the, you know, into Mox. Mox gives that guy the big DDT paired, paradigm shift det and then um you know then you know mjf gets out of there and they have a little stare down and or something you know so i just didn't want to see him taking the big move yet i don't i don't i don't think it was i'd rather save that for the match or, mm-hmm. you know is he gonna get it is he gonna hook him with it you know that's probably could be part of the build like once i get this on you it's over and he never, maybe he never does and ngf does win it somehow some way with some kind of trickery and interference or something but, but um yeah i i just that's that's a, i wasn't into the segment as it was going i mean ngf is always entertaining i like his delivery i love his his promo ability but i wasn't feeling just because i'm tired of it and then also it really put stamp on it for me once he took that DET and was, you know, laid out in the middle. So, all right, my next one, and I, I teased this one already. I thought Luchasaurus would have been <laughs> your more impressive. Your, your boy. Well, you, do you know? You know, I for, I didn't even realize this, but Luchasaurus was on Big Brother, which is one of the shows that I'm such a huge fan of. Um. But I didn't realize I knew there was I knew that guy who uh, I forget Luchasaurus's real name, but I knew he was a wrestler because he had some Bill Demott stories. But I didn't realize that he then became Luchasaurus. He's the one that added Bill Demott, no, the yeah. use and all that stuff. That's that's the, he's the one that started all that. So, uh, so you know, theoretically, I should like him. Like I'm a, such a huge Big Brother fan. But I'm watching this match, and I thought, you know, if it's so much more impressive for the tag champs to pin this big guy, and I thought, you know, Jungle Boy's been pinned enough, and this kind of stuff, I thought it'd be really, really impressive to pin Luchasaurus. But they save, they, you know, they continue to save Luchasaurus, and uh, and, and pin Jungle Boy, and I just kind of got, you know, I'm, I'm probably uh, more of a, I would say. I like Jungle Boy more than more than most probably, and so this is a lot of what my opinion is based on, and also the fact that I don't really like Luchasaurus that much. But I just I just didn't I'm just sick of seeing Jungle Boy get pinned as like this small guy who you know who who has to take the finishers and stuff. I would have rather seen Luchasaurus get pinned here. 
Yeah, he actually been taking a couple pins lately. I, I'm guessing they just switched it. I mean, I had no problem Jungle Boy losing here. Like I said, I, it's not it's not his time yet, and it's but it's it will be in the future. So um, I wasn't I wasn't that upset about you know Jungle Boy losing. But yeah, I mean, because remember like a you know a month ago, a month and a half ago, you know, Big Dave was all on a on an uproar about Jungle Boy losing too much, and all of a sudden, like next you know, boom, Luchasaurus is taking some 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 pins. He's probably like, "Hey, man, what the hell?" But <laughs> um, but I'm I mean, it's okay to me. For me, it was it was fine. All right, what about you? What's another dislike? I had dun 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 Jericho versus OC too. I, I yeah, this I gonna be this is my last one. So we'll we'll talk. We'll definitely yeah. have a conversation. This will, this will be our last one because we already talked about. The ta- I mean, I already talked about the ta- my yeah. third one, attack team appreciation. Uh, but I this is why I didn't feel special. People is because he already seen this match happen already, and Jericho beat him. It's clean. Like to me, I felt I didn't feel the revenge. I didn't feel that drama, and I liked. And you know, and we have it on audio, so you can always throw it back in my face. Um, you know, I liked the build up to OC and Jericho one. Mm-hmm. I did. I really I was always on my likes because I really liked what they did there. But once, you know, once he survives the baseball bat in match one, and then he kicks out of that, and then then he just gets beat clean the finisher. Uh, and plus, you know, obviously the audio, you know, the, there's no big crowd noise here, which I think probably affected it. And of course, I think it, this match needed more time. There's matches that in this show that didn't need the. Uh, as much time as did, you know, the, the, uh, the tag team title matches, you know, shouldn't have got that much time. The young bucks match should not have got that much time. They could have get these guys an extra five, you know, like it was like, I was looking at the clock. I'm like, okay, let's start going over. <laughs> this match isn't going long at all. Mm-hmm. And then the finish happened like out of the, out of the blue, basically in that, I don't know. I'm guessing Jericho didn't take the cradle, right? Mm-hmm. And it looked, it looked, Silly, and I don't know if that was on purpose by him because that's one of those little veteran tricks. You kind of make the fit. You're doing the job, but you're gonna make it look shitty enough. People like I ain't gonna buy it anyways. I mean, I don't know. Jericho seems he went. I don't think he would do that to this crew. But um, no, I mean, if he if he's okay with losing the match, and you know, I I know Tony's the boss, but I imagine Jericho's probably in charge of most of his programs. I yeah. think Jericho would have wanted to make this thing look as good as possible. It should have been something else. I mean, it just that did, didn't look good at all. You know what I it, wanted? I wanted Cassidy to use the belt or the bat. But I wanted, it, it, that okay, that would have been great if Jericho beat him the first match with the bat. That's that's great perfect revenge comes around circle. I like that. But No, I I like I I I wanted him to do it anyways because Chioda or Kyota yeah. Yeah, was yeah. Uh, so adamant in calling it down the line and it would have been cool for for Cassidy to be like well like you know sorry you know I I do, I do need to to use this to win this match but, but you don't want, you don't want to do that for the bay face though that would but, that would... but it, it, I mean the whole story to me is Jericho's a top guy and Cassidy isn't and it's he's having a you know he's having to really beat the guy and then it would give a reason to like okay now this third match if 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 Cassidy's going to win then he can he can win it clean, but I don't know. I just, I, I like you. I was trying to think of what is the better finish for that match because the one, the one that they did, I did not like it. I thought, I thought, you know, the match was okay as it's going on, and I was just waiting. I was like, God, oh, they gotta have something really special for this finish because the match is just mm-hmm. okay. It's not knocking my socks off. And when I saw what the idea was, even if it was perfectly 
done and smooth. The announcers didn't really sell it. Like, it just didn't feel like a major, major thing just happened on our television. That That's what I was waiting for it to feel like, and it just didn't feel like that. Yeah, I think they should have done... We saw it. We we saw. We'll, we'll talk about it in our review and in on Sunday with the uh, the WSW Saturday Night Show. But like you know, his finishers, the Jericho's finishers, the Judas effect, right? The, mm-hmm. the back elbow, like he does that, misses, and then you and then you know, Cassie crucifixes him. You know, so he's beat with a wrestling hold. Mm-hmm. He's not beat with a whatever. I don't even know what the hell Cassie's finisher is. Is is do you know? <laughs> uh, no, and we're probably gonna get heat from people who are like how do you not know what is finisher we're not watching dark unfortunately i did watch something from dark dude it was a, a, a most embarrassing match if this doesn't win mat, worst match of the year is is bullshit because you look up watch sunny kiss joey janela versus the initiative on this past week's dark not, not, who's yeah. the initiative that's Peter Avalon and for some reason Brandon Cutler looks like some oh. uh flash uh like it looks like uh, Ming from Flash, you know Max von Sydow. Um, that's what he said. it's it's weird. But someone called me and was really upset about it. Actually, two people did, which is hilarious because like the same day I'm getting two phone calls to watch this bullshit. And it's I mean Joe Janela should I am surprised he's not fired over this match. It's, it's just it's just he hurts he they hurt Peter Avalon. I don't know if he has a has a cushion or broke his neck. But beyond that, before that, it was really reckless. Beyond beyond that, the match is just just bad. But anyways. Okay, wait, is this the thing that caused him to say that he was, like, not going to author his social media anymore? So, I don't know if that was I don't just know. A- I just, I just know, I do know for, for a fact that, that he's been reckless and there's been issue. So, we'll, we'll, we'll see, um, we'll see what, what happens out of that. But, um, but back to this orange casting, I... I, I mean, I think the finish of the baseball bat, you're just saying, it, like I said, it would have been perfect if it was the, if Jericho won that way the first time, because then mm-hmm. it's revenge. I don't want, you don't want a Bayface to go over like that, because, you know, you want him to go over clean and like he triumphed over it with his own, with his own skill. Mm-hmm. Bayface shouldn't really cheat, unless there's a reason because he was already screwed before. Like, you know. But um, yeah, it's just, this match was. Definitely missing something. God, did you get? Did your heart just drop when Jericho did his lion t- salt? <laughs> like I'm like, dude, stop doing that move at this point now in your career. I know he. It just was that was like just scared the crap out of me, and I, I don't want him to do, you know do a Hayabusa and hurt his neck and be out of it. Like, but um, but yeah, this like I guess I think this match needed more time. I think they would need to tell a, a little slower story. It, they it felt rushed too, because uh, I like I said, like it started what like twelve minutes and left, and there was the entrances. So yeah, I don't. I mean, I, Jericho's kind of uh, he he he's he's on my bad side right now for whoa, whoa, doing those what? concerts. Oh yeah, that was that was that was stupid. Um, and AEW or at least Tony Khan really needs to focus on time management of these shows. I uh, giving there's certain matches you should give time to and certain matches you shouldn't. And this was the marquee match of the night. And, you know, they really did it, you know, they're building up to it big time on the TVs leading up. I it this shouldn't get, you know, less than ten minutes to go do it. It, it should be it should be fifteen with entrances at least and then they'll have twelve minutes to do the match because mm-hmm. It felt like at the end, of the day, like after he won, they just quickly like 
went went to the end of the show, right? The credits, you know, the credits were rolling basically, and um, that was that was that that was telling for sure. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I think that is. I, I pretty much agree with everything, and uh, that you know that was my last like as well. So we can talk about NXT. Uh, I the opening angle was uh, Keith Lee coming out and basically calling out Cross, and Cross came out and Lee, you know, ran him down and was fiery and was a kick-ass babyface, and he's got the contract, and then a fireball hits him in the face, mm-hmm. and at that point, if they would have cut the angle off, and maybe you just see. You go to commercial and then you see Lee going to the to the ambulance and going to the hospital. I think it's a home run. I'll say actually I'll just I'll start my dislike here by also saying the B side. I thought his acting was really bad, but not as bad as the acting of the people who were supposedly helping him because he is screaming and if anyone who has a child knows that Unless the child has something stuck down their throat, <laughs> when they are screaming, they are clearly breathing. And he's got someone telling him, "Breathe, Keith. Breathe. Breathe. Just, just breathe, Keith. Just breathe." And this dude is screaming, like yelling. I'm like, "What? Why are you telling him to breathe? Why don't you put the stupid thing on his face?" Like, that's the problem. The problem is not that he stopped breathing. The problem is that he just got burned, and he you don't want him to freak out he's he's freaking out but he's not freaking out in a way of like you know having a panic attack he's freaking out because he's so mad at what happened and he's in pain and he's like no keith just just breathe just breathe i'm like oh my god like if if they had 10 seconds of that i could have been fine with it but two minutes of that just going back to the and you know to get him into the ambulance of just breathe keith i was dying i was like come on like we don't need to see all of this so Half of it was a home run, and the other half, I just absolutely hated it. Yeah, I think the breathing was just them like calming him down, like breathe to calm down, not not you know because like he's just, he was enraged, right? Like, but you so, if you get you get burned on your face, like oh, if, if it was me doing this ankle, I I would I would have had like you know a bunch of you know towels on his face yeah, yeah. and rushed him out like personally. So yeah, I no, I didn't agree with the whole, everything on this. I, I think when I'm, when I'm listening to you explain, and I remember, I think it's mostly because he was like enraged, right? Like he's, is he can't see, but he's like he wants to fight, but they're trying to calm him down. You know, it's almost like that <laughs> Brock Lesnar when he hurt his neck and he didn't know where he's at. You know, at WrestleMania, and they're just like trying to oh shoot, you know, trying to calm him down because he's going to hurt someone. That's why I kind of, I mean, I'm, I'm guessing that's what they're trying to go for. But anyways, I personally, me, no, I would have done it where the, the fireball really affected him and they had to get the ambulance out. They had to bring the ambulance closer to the the building. Maybe like they, I don't know how, I don't know the logistics of the, of the uh, full sale, but like, you know, where it's like the show kind of just stops, right? Like, and it's, you know, take care of Keith Lee and stuff. And yeah, this and, is where I would have loved for Morrow to stop doing his morrow, you know, excitedness and just been really like um yeah, we're going we're going to have to go to commercial. This is not good right now. Like that kind of morrow. Yeah. I thought it would have been so much more effective that way. Yeah, yeah, you know, a tri- Triple H Triple H could have came out and just screened to the hard cam to the director, go to break, you know, go to break or something. And then we can, you know, that that, you know, that would have been cool too. I like the angle itself, like the fireball itself. I cuz what it was what it was 
I was like sitting there during it. I liked everything up to it. And I'm thinking, I'm sitting when she gets the contract to give it back to him. I'm like, it'd be so awesome. There's a fireball in that. I just, <laughs> and sure as shit, it happened. I was like, man, I, I was like, I, I like, I was like, oh, this, I'm like, oh, I popped, I popped. And like, you know, Chloe, who wasn't watching it, she's, you know, she's been really focused on her schoolwork, which has been great. She kind of goes, what daddy, what daddy runs in. And, <laughs> and she, cause her, we, awesome. have her, we have her, we have her school desk like close by to our family room area. Yeah. And she's been working on stuff. So it's been awesome. That's been great. And she runs in and she's like, daddy, what's what, what? And I to explain what happened. And you know, this is the first time where WWE does not show a replay like instantly, yeah. like over a million times. And she's like, Daddy, rewind it. But I, I don't want to rewind because you know I'm doing two shows that night, right? Oh, yeah. So oh, there's yeah. no time for rewinding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's the only time for fast forwarding. Yeah, it's the only time for fast forwarding. And she's like, well, don't worry, baby. Don't worry. You'll see it. You'll see it. She never saw it, which I'm kind of okay with it because that was pretty hardcore. Ain't yeah, it? yeah, yeah. But she, I explained what happened and she wanted to see it. And you know what she told me? This is the best. This is awesome. She goes, Daddy. I hate when the bad guys win. I'm like, that's right. That's right, baby. So, but she ended up, that's all she really saw. She ended up, you know, she had to go to bed soon after that. So, but yeah, I, I thought, I thought that was cool. The whole, I think it's, it's, I going into this match with Karrion Cross at uh, takeover 30. I thought, I think I've been thinking a lot about it. Like what they're going to do, how they're going to do it. What would I do? Um, I feel like you don't want to beat Cross. I feel like a title change is going to happen, personally. Yeah, that's what it feels like to me. And I think Keith Lee needs to have an out. So I, I expected some kind of big injury, him to go into to a big injury, which would have been nice if they never did anything with the eye stuff with Gargano. Mm-hmm. Which, you know, in hindsight, that probably was a mistake now if you're doing this. So, um so yeah, I think uh, I can see because I don't, I wouldn't be carrying cross right now, you know. And there's some matches in the future for him too. Like he, you know, there's there they tease him and Adam Cole at one point, you know. So um, and there's a, a revenge match for TV, not for a Takeover, but like a, a Donovan Dijakovic versus Carrying Cross, right mm-hmm. in the future. There's some cool stuff coming up for him. So I can see with the injury, uh, you know, Cross going over at Takeover Thirty. I mean, I, I kind of expect it to happen. I feel like WWE knows how to book Cross much better than they know how to book Keith Lee as like a kick-ass babyface. It's just easier for for the way that they do wrestling for Cross to to be the champion. And I, I, I what I wonder is is what what do you do with Keith Lee? Do you move him up or or what? Yeah. Maybe maybe he's on the fast train to to uh, the main roster and they just want him to put somebody over before he gets there yeah i can see him going to the main roster i can see you know he can definitely add some life to you know the one of those shows um but also think if he's still there there's also that story of him you know returning and you know what as he's 100 beating carrying cross you know mm-hmm. and regaining the championship somewhere down the line and um, i could see that happening too so there's like like I say there's a lot of options with carrying cross as champion um, I kind of feel like Lee already kind of ran through a lot of people already, right? Like, let's—I mean, you could build up Thatcher. There's a there's a Finn Balor match, um, that they could do. There's a great Finn Balor match versus Karrion Cross build, right? I mean, the the, the demon coming back for mm-hmm. NXT for this match with the a guy like Cross's character. Um, there's there's for me as a if as a booker, there is more options for me with Karrion Cross than there is Keith Lee, but. 
I can also work with Keith Lee as champion, but there's so much so we can do with Karrion Cross as champion, etc. Okay, do you think that they had a full plan to make Keith Lee the champion when they did with sort of the what happens after he wins the belt? Or do you think that was more of a, you know, we, let's rush this thing along a little bit because we want... You know, we want to improve these ratings here and we can actually do this Great American Bash thing, which, you know, hopefully we'll, we'll get more eyeballs on our TV show. And so let's do it a little bit sooner because it feels like, I don't know, I, maybe I'm not giving them a, enough credit, but it feels like Keith Lee was the champ and they're like, OK, now, you know, now how do we do this? No, I this was this was planned. Definitely. This is uh, when that, they did the title change. When they did the title change with Cole, maybe that was, maybe this was, I mean, that was TakeOver 30. I'm not, I'm not, I don't know 100% sure. I do know that him winning was planned for sure. I mean, that's, you know, I think, and I think even Triple H even said it. Cause like, he kind of like, I think in one of those interviews, they, people questioned about like, you know, counter-programming AEW, right? With the Great American Bash. And he's like, well, of course, you know, we're doing, rate, you know, of course we're going to... It's business. It's business, yeah. And, but and he said also, like, but where we're going with our, our storylines, we were already heading there. So... Yeah, I mean, that, I, fully, I fully think that Keith was eventually going to get the title. I just wonder if that was supposed to be down the line and they just sped it up and all of a I'm sudden guessing, had to figure it out. I'm guessing it was... It was going to be probably take over 30 but he was going to beat cole maybe i'm guessing or maybe he was going to be a little later in that in mm-hmm. you know but they're like hey this is opportunity for us to counter program and and you know put this you know and it's and it, and it, and keely's ready for it right he's ready to beat cole and cole's ready for to drop it and it kind of worked out for them there so yeah that, but i think but the lead the lead across though was i'm sure that was definitely planned one, two things that could get me back to watching at least segments of WWE main roster TV. So we're talking Raw and SmackDown. One, Keith Lee getting pushed to the main roster and actually being a big baby face badass who's in the mix. And two is uh, the big the Big E chase to the title. I, I could get behind both of those guys mm-hmm. on those main rosters. And that, that would actually get me back to watching some of that television. I don't know if I'd stick for the entire three hours of Raw and Raw Underground and all that stuff, but I, I, could, I could see myself if, you know, like if Keith Lee was on Raw, you know, this in a, in a few weeks and all of a sudden he's kind of in the mix. I, I, I could get with that. And that, that might actually get me back to watching some, you know, some Raw. This weekend, because yeah, I, I record, of course, Raw and SmackDown. I, sometimes I delete it before I'm watching it or. Mostly SmackDown. I always delete before watching because I just have no time. But I had time. And I watched a little bit of SmackDown. And at least I just watched matches. I wasn't really trying to focus on the, the promos and all that stuff. But at least, God, I forgot the match quality is pretty pretty good. Like, I saw a really good Matt Riddle versus Sheamus match. Um, that was really good. Even a Lince Dorado versus uh, uh, Cesaro was actually really good. And then I saw, because uh, Sheamus wrestled twice because of... Uh, Corbin's interference, or actually, it was Chad Gable's interference in their in their previous match. But he actually wrestled Corbin, Sheamus, and they had a really good match. And Wait, I, is this I, the show where there was like no clean finishes or like one clean finish on the entire show? I'm just saying the quality of the matches were good. Like the matches, the wrestling was really good. Yeah, there was a lot of interference from. I mean, I only watched the first hour or so, but yeah, I mean, 
I thought the matches were good. I thought God, I, Corbin and Sheamus was really good. I you know that I haven't seen like I haven't really watched SmackDown in a while. So I'm mean, I always like Sheamus, but and I always like Corbin too. But Corbin's really improved greatly. Like he's it was a nice big man physical match. I appreciate that. It's like I don't see those as much anymore. It feel like so nice segue to my second favorite thing about NXT was the big man match between Bronson yeah. Reed and Damien Priest. Those are two guys that every, you know, just whenever they're on the show, I'm excited. And I know I didn't get to see the Rhea Ripley thing, which kind of sucked, um, you know, because no, of my, that on my one hour version of the show. Stop watching those damn one hour versions. No, I don't. I don't I like you. I don't have the. I, don't, I just don't have the time. And then the, the one hour version but we're of the reviewing sh- him. You got to. That's why you got to watch it, man. You got the one. It. But the one hour version of the show makes me so happy to watch it because it's all the good stuff. That's why I really like it. It does. It does move for two hours, though. But yeah, go ahead. Go ahead with your the priest Bronson. It was on my likes as well. I really like this match. Yeah, I mean, I, A, I was surprised to see Bronson Reed win. So that was kind of fun. You know, I didn't I didn't expect it to happen. I was hoping it was going to happen. And sometimes when you watch wrestling, you know, a lot of the times the things that you hope to happen are just teases because they're they're trying to get the emotion out of you. But this time I was like, oh, wow, he really did win this match. So this is cool. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I I was surprised by the finish as well. You know, I kind of just kind of in my head, like, okay, Dane Priest is probably going to win this. But I, I liked it, and it's a good booking decision move because my gut by seeing that finish is that Damian Priest is probably going to win the, the North American title. He kind of needs it, right? Yeah, like, yeah. he's been close and come up short. So, And then now, because of this win by Bronson Reed... Um, now you have a a ready made challenger for him. Mm-hmm. You know, if, if if that's the route they go. So, um, yeah, I thought I thought the match was good. They had great chemistry. Um, um, yeah, I like that. You know, Priest had to kind of take it to the air a little more, a lot of more. Uh, you know, high end offense with the kicks and the spin. That dude, that's that that he did that cool little cartwheel off the ropes and, and earlier and they went for it again. That power slam was, was killer. I mean, Bronson looked like he slipped a little bit on the splash and kind of came up a little bit short, mm-hmm. but it, but it actually worked. I mean, it looked more, it was probably, probably hurt Bronson more <laughs> just when he came crashing down than he would, if he would have got some little more height and out on that splash. But yeah, no, it was good. The finish, I liked too. It was it was quick and sudden and believable. Like you know, you have a guy with you know three hundred plus on your shoulders. You know, with a jackknife cradle. You know, I believe that priest priest got caught and you know, said, "Oh shoot!" and couldn't get kicked out. So, yeah, no, just definitely on my likes. Okay, the the last thing on my list, I, I will have something negative to say about something related to this match with the main event, the finish of Cameron Grimes and Kushida in Dream. Like it's one of those things where. Because the camera was set up so perfectly, you as the viewer are like, oh my God, they're going to do what I think they're going to do. And then they do it. And as we've said before, Cameron Grimes is so great when it comes to the timing of this mood and Kushida's there. Uh, and it was just perfect. And I, I really loved the finish of the match. Mm-hmm. I thought just the timing, the execution, everything was just so smooth and uh, you know, every every time, the, you know, that's one of the great things about NXT is the ca- the camera is almost always in the right spot for oh yeah for those things and, and like what it is it, it it's not like you know part of it is obviously you know they want to get that shot but they hold that shot you know a couple of seconds before the move comes 
And that lets the viewer know, oh my God, they're going to do what I think they're going to do. And you almost feel like you're there. You're like, oh, I, I know what they're going to do. It makes you feel a little bit closer to the action, you know, like like you're a, a good fan for, for knowing what's going to happen. And I always like those kind of feelings. And that was just the perfect way to end that show, I thought. Oh, yeah. I mean, you have top level production people, you know, running this thing. So, yeah, they're getting all these great shots. They know what to cut to. Um, even like a shot like in the Bronson Reed and uh, Priest match where they're like, setting up and priest is reaching out with his hand and bronson's gonna try to get it made for a test of strength and then like tom is like perfect on hands on his knees crouched ready like an athletic referee should be damn it and it's like a level like you see because tom's a smaller guy and you got these big guys and he's crouching down a little bit but it's just a cool visual but that's like a great shot like up to that to that shot same thing with that one like i know you said i'm like oh shoot is he gonna win this yeah because i was hoping uh, when i first saw who the you know velveteen dream was the was the mystery guy i'm like okay velveteen you know, once i saw a mystery guy whoever the mystery guy was i thought man that guy's gonna probably win because mm-hmm. you know but you know that wasn't the big surprise with velveteen dream beyond just him being in it you know what happened afterwards i like that grand's one because he's such a great worker and he's such a good slappable heel that you know, like he like he can lose and still keep his heat because mm-hmm. he's just so annoying. So, and he's an awesome athlete. It's gonna be, I mean, that ladder match is gonna be nuts with with who's all in it so far. And I think, uh, um, I think he's gonna be a standout big time. I just hope no one gets hurt in that match because it's gonna be nuts. Oh yeah. All right. What what else is on your like list? Um, on my like list, my phone. My phone always takes. Oh, oh same thing. I had grinds winning. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was my. Uh, so I agree. Wow, we were three for three on our likes. Hey, that's, hey. That, that's, that's like rarely ever happens. Yeah. Uh, okay, so dislikes. Uh, I already told you my first dislike, which was uh, the overacting and and the hanging on to that burn thing for way too long. Uh, what was your dislike? Um, did you get the Mia Yim match? Yes. Okay, so I didn't like her having to come back and wrestle. I thought she should like. That she just, you know, hey, I'm sorry. I, you know, she couldn't do it. She scheduled to wrestle, but she wants to be by her side, her boyfriend by her side. Like it's because when your boyfriend's burnt, you know, with a fireball, I think certain things take precedent over just a match, right? Um, I would have, and, and plus the match itself wasn't that good. Nothing, nothing happened. I thought maybe Scarlet would come out or something. Nothing happened there. Um, the finish looked like it was messed up. There's a hard cut there. Mm-hmm. And even, <laughs> even me, I think she mouthed like that was, that freaking sucked. Like <laughs> I just didn't come off. Like they did a, their, their best job of editing it as possible, but it just, uh, you could, t- I could, I, I know something bad. I could just tell, I don't need to get inside of on that. It's just, you know, I could just tell that was, <laughs> but you know, but my main concern beyond the match is not being the best. It's just, it's just, uh, you know, come on, like, why would she come back and wrestle? Like, I need to focus. I need to, you know, I can't, just got to clear my head of this. Like, no, you should be with your boyfriend at the hospital. Okay, so I actually disagree with you slightly because Mia Yim is supposed to be an ass kicker. And if she's an ass kicker, she and, her, she and Keith Lee have, you know, have this agreement. Like, look, my career and your career are 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 both very important and thus i need to go in there and do work just like i would expect you to do work like i feel like that's their relationship so i i don't mind that i actually like that because 
it, it made it seem like, look, if we're going to, you know, the, the women's wrestling today is so much different from when you and I were, were younger. It is so much better. The characters are smarter. They're better written. And I feel like that was her saying, like, look, Keith, I think Keith is going to be OK. And what what she, what would have been nice is maybe she said, look, he gave me, you know, he told me to go. Um, and maybe she did. I don't actually remember. But I was fine with that. The thing I didn't like about that match is uh, Hartwell. And I've actually been I think I've been following her on Instagram on the fight game Instagram account because she was always with Tessa. And so I was like, oh, yeah, I, I want to see what she does because I knew she was uh, what is she like Australian or something? She's Australian. Yeah. So I've kind of had a, had keeping an eye on her just like, oh, I wonder where she's going to go. I wonder if she's going to be on anyone's radar. And this is the first time I've ever seen her wrestle. Mm-hmm. You know me with uh, the running the ropes and sort of like that's kind of how I gauge athleticism sometimes. <laughs> and she was like, when I used to rag on Candice, she, Candace runs the ropes a lot better today than she did when I used to rag on Candice. But, oh my God, she was like running them so slow. And I was like, oof, that's, that's a little bit of a tell for me as far as how, how comfortable she is and you know maybe not thinking as much. But I, I didn't like that because once I saw her just really slowly run the ropes it kind of took me out of the match and you know it wasn't that it wasn't really a good match but that that was the thing that stood out to me more than anything else yeah she, i mean she's really green she's young she's like what her early 20s um she definitely needs a pc open for her i think once that starts getting going i think she'll see we should see definitely improvement in her work from when the, when they get to train again there so i think she's a, uh, i think she's a really cool look uh, she look. looks different I don't know if I would use the is, is Indy can't be her first name. I don't know. This she doesn't. This, she did use that in the rest in the on the Indies, right? Yeah, she did. Yeah, I don't know her her real name is, but her first name. But I, I, I mean, I don't know if I would necessarily use the first name Indy, considering <laughs> you know every uh, every company outside of the main are called Indies. But um, yeah, I don't. She she's actually. She, you know, she's she's decent size. She's not quite Rhea Ripley, but she's like good, like five eight oh, or five yes. nine. And she, at times, you know, she can show some some intensity and some aggressiveness that I've liked. Like there's there's the tools are there. Like there there's she definitely has potential. I just think she needs that training. She needs that that you know to kind of clean up a lot of the, her her little her little bad habits that she has. So um, yeah, I'm sure once hopefully they can start training again, I think she will benefit benefit. According to the prowrestling.fandom.com oh, wiki, her real name is Samantha D. Martin. Samantha Hartwell? Mm-hmm. Sam? Sam Hartwell? Uh, no, that kind of sounds like a guy. Yeah. Ah, I don't know. I don't know. What the, names are using them on my strength, but uh, that, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. But I think, in you know, I think she'll be good in a, in a year or two did you have another negative i did not like the gargana gargano family promo again at the house i didn't get it <laughs> like I well was... you're okay because <laughs> it was a bunch of nonsense like it was just it didn't lead to like I, i'd rather just have these them come out and do a promo or be a backstage and do this promo like you know uh it's just Candace is upset with tegan about something mm-hmm. and she didn't want to she wants to wrestle tegan or you know 
and they, you know, they did the thing where they did the, the, with the, the, the gimmick where they were talking normal, but all of a sudden they would talk and there's evil music would play. And, you know, Gargano's on a ladder, you know, screwing the light bulb in and at the house doing, <laughs> doing, you know, his, his, uh, his chores list that Candace has for him. And it's, it's, like I said, I'd rather just have them do it at promo. Like, cause I thought this did nothing really. It's did just, you see it was, uh, this is either last week or the week before, but I guess Gargano said something about, you know, maybe they want to start a family, but he knows that Candace's career is very important to her too. And the, the thing mm. that's, you know, sucks about that is if she, if they do start a family, then she's got to kind of put her wrestling career on hold. And he said something to the effect of, you know, I wish I could have the baby instead or something. And then like, so uh, I think he was getting heat on Twitter for like, oh, Johnny Gargano wants to get pregnant. <laughs> like, oh, God. Like, oh, God. I think he was just he, 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 I, I mean, I, I thought it was a very nice sentiment from him. You know, I thought it was awesome. A way to say, you know, you know, she's got a career too. Like we, you know, we, neither of us really wants to take time off, but you know, there's something that's important to us, but then he, I guess he must've got like people just making fun of him or something. Cause he had to kind of restate it after the fact. I was like, dude, you didn't have to restate that. You're just, you know, don't worry about those dummies on, on Twitter or whatever. Yeah. So, but it's just, to me, it was just a waste of time, waste of production energy. Like they could have just easily got over what they really wanted to say. in just a backstage promo really. Okay, so my third negative, getting ready for this Grimes and Kushida match. And I'm like, huh, who, like, you know, like you, I thought, you know, whoever's the mystery guy, maybe that's the person that's going to win. I'm kind of excited. And when it was Dream, I, it was a little flat to me. I didn't, not that I don't want to see him, but I was absolutely fine with him being gone too. Like, I didn't miss him. And I think. You know, when, when this pandemic started, I said the one thing or the one wrestler who is hurt the most by the lack of crowd, I think, is is Dream because his whole act is so much about the crowd. And he's just been so flat to me. And then, you know, I know he's been off TV, um, whether it's because of the, you know, whatever situation he was in or not. I, I know that he's he's been gone. And I was like, oh, I... I would have rather seen somebody a little bit more exciting in that moment, but maybe, I mean, they probably didn't have anybody, but they, they led me to believe that, you know, someone that I wasn't expecting was going to come out in, in that match and add to the three way. And, you know, I'm just, I'm just really cold on him right now for whatever reason. I think he's better as a heel and the heel turn. I liked, you know, I really liked the heel turn on Kushida, him freaking out and he's, his act will work best during this covid era pandemic era um as a heel i -hmm. think it'd be better um i was shocked personally i did not expect him at all and so i was like oh wow that you know but you know i mean i know he apparently he was the plan all along so um but as a heel i like i like i like that and i didn't and i didn't expect that i thought okay cool you know the show's gonna end grimes won and then he starts going ape on Kushida, which I liked. I thought that was cool. I didn't, you know, I wasn't expecting it. And so, yeah, I think that's a good move by them, just putting him as a heel. And, um, you know, they need some more heels and stuff. So, mm-hmm. um, is there anything else on your no. dislikes? That was only I had two. And um, that was it, man. So, long night of wrestling for me that night. I didn't, I didn't go to bed at like one o'clock. Oh, wow. <laughs> I know. I know. Uh, um, it, yeah, it's it was fun though. Yeah, I don't know. 
All right, so NXT goes unopposed next week. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, if they don't do, they got to do like eight fifty or nine hundred thousand. I'm thinking without AEW head to head. Yeah, we'll uh, see. I hope I hope they put something. You know, I hope they take advantage of the opportunity and and really put something on that show that is well. They have super that. exciting. And then they have another conversation with McAfee and Nicole, right? And they have that. Oh, you know how I feel about that one. I'm just saying, like, you know, they, they have that. They have some some good matches. I mean, you got Balor and um, Dream. That's a, you know, a big match. Um, Ridge Holland and Gargano, which, which damn, I don't want Ridge to be, Ridge to be beat. <laughs> I know they probably feel like he can be beat because mm-hmm. you can just build him up again. But, ha, got to protect that dude. Um but he's in with Gargano, so should we, should, I mean, they'd be good. So there's some, um, there's a, uh, you probably didn't get the, um, the Phantasm stuff, right? Nope. On the Who version? Mm-mm. So there's a six-man tag with that building up to a probably potential, uh, a potential uh, title shot between with Swerve against uh, Santos Escobar. So that, you know, that'll be interesting. And we might get another, ta- I don't, I'm guessing we might get the tag match between Rhea and Shotzi versus, uh, Mercedes Martinez and um, Aaliyah. So, I mean, yeah, it's a pretty good show. We'll have to figure out something because we'll be able to do next week's show and talk pretty much exclusively about NXT. I'm sure we'll, we'll add a couple more topics to just to make sure that we go over enough stuff. But then over the weekend, so Saturday, I after know, the NBA how, playoffs, huh? is AEW. So we'll have to figure out if we Plus can... Plus NXT, NXT TakeOver. Oh, that's right. So I don't that's know how right. we're gonna do that. That's gonna be fucking nuts. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Maybe maybe we maybe we come back Sunday or something just with quick thoughts. We don't have to, you know, go yeah. for a long time. But you know, we'll do our no, our normal WCW stuff, and then but maybe we lead we lead that with uh, our thoughts on that on those two shows. I'm gonna do my best to uh, watch the NXT Takeover live. I think I think yeah, it's a quick. It starts early at four. It's over early. I think I can watch it. Hopefully, so. Uh, yeah. So yeah, we'll we'll, we'll figure something out because I know that the the schedule, the change in the schedule kind of screws with our show. But oh well, we'll, we'll be. And they're like AEW's preempted like a couple couple shows, a couple weeks in a row. Oh, it's in a row. Yeah, because so um, they are going to. Sh- I don't. It may, may not, maybe it's not in a row, but I know that there's going to be two specific Wednesdays. Well, uh, well I, I I should actually know that, but. They're going to show uh, last year's All Out, the first half of that show. They're going to put it on YouTube during the normal AEW mm-hmm. Dynamite time yeah, slot. Uh, and then I think I think the idea is then to show it again the following week. But there's going to be there, like one of these upcoming weeks, they have like two shows like back to back on like consecutive days or something. It's, it's going to be weird because of the playoffs. And we'll see what... Next Wednesday has uh, NXT has to go against. I'm not 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 talking wrestling, but well, they'll have NBA you know, for sure. NBA is there hockey. You know, you know, like you know, their fan base is you know probably a lot of. Well, it sports. looks like Shark Week is kind of what slowed Dude, both shows. I've never down seen this an week. episode of Shark. Me neither, but it's kind of a big deal. I know it's it's crazy. But. All right, so uh, John and I will be back on Monday with our WCW Saturday Night Review. But uh, before we go, we cannot forget about our friends at Bet Online. Sports are not just coming back, but outside of the NFL, sports are just flat out back. 
So are your chances to bet on your favorite teams and events. Major League Baseball is back. Like I said, the NFL is going to be here in a month. Uh, basketball playoffs, hockey playoffs, and there's no better place to start wagering than our exclusive partners at Bet Online. I'm definitely going to put some bets on UFC 250, uh, 252 this weekend. I, I need to build upon my 251 bets where I did not lose a single bet, so I, I was all good for 251. Uh, check out all the odds, features, and props to bet on, all available 24-7. And with the return of sports, Bet Online sat down with former pro players Eddie George, Harold Reynolds, and seven-time NBA champ Robert Ory. See what they had to say on what it'll be like playing without fans in a series they're calling Fandemic. Visit betonline.ag for all your odds and update sports news. Remember to use promo code BLUEWIRE to receive your new welcome bonus. That's promo code BLUEWIRE. BetOnline, your online wagering experts. And that is it for John and I. Uh, We will be back on Monday. See you when we see you. Peace out.